This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Turbulence. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the reductive, reductant, seductive, completely barnacle-encrusted, sweeter than the night is due, the old punch-drunk ape himself, Justin Wendell. How's it going, sir? You know, it's going okay. You keeping everything swift? I'm trying. Reactivated my Instagram account, posted the pic today, Nick. What do you mean you reactivated it? I, mean, I haven't posted for a while. I'm sure you've noticed. Was it a picture of something cute? I was at the grocery store and I, I saw that they had... Um, I did see it, yeah. Twix seasoning. Yeah, you're, t- you're going to be like Salt Bay in this, you say. <laughs> Quit this stuff, but it's a seasoning like you would get like if you had like garlic powder. But instead of that, it's, uh, it's I guess, crumpled up, crumpled up Twix. Twix seasoning. Looks like... Uh, like what Kurt Russell's you, I, member used to go seasoning. <laughs> That's true. But I didn't realize that if you buy it and you just sprinkle some on a tabletop and add water, it turns into a Twix bar. It's good intel. So how you doing? I'm fine. It was nice talking to our listeners. It was. And by the time this comes up, maybe one of those episodes will have shoved its way into existence. going to parse those out like little, I guess, like like a little a la carte bone, bone mole. Fine. Bone. You know, you, you know microsodes. As they say, yeah, yeah it was wonderful words. talking talking to the to the listeners, and and that gave us a a little bit of a break. We took a little bit of a break, but we're back, season three, right? Season five. Oh, is it? Yeah, the, the fifty season fifty episode increments. We just got renewed for season five. I thought you said season three. Did you change your mind? When did I say season three? So this would be season six, then, right? No, we've done two hundred episodes in fifty. Episode increments, math tells me we're on season five. Oh, I just gave ourselves another hundred episodes. So we're like Jason X. Evil got an upgrade. I like it. <laughs> Do other podcasts yeah. have seasons? No, except for well, Kurt Russell's. Seasons, Hubbly mention right on 201. We nailed it. How is she doing, Nick? She doesn't act anymore? She's recoiling. I think she recoils for like 30% of the day now. Is that what she does? Seasons mm-hmm. Hubbly. What's she up to? Let's look her up. 71 years young. Got an Instagram over here. Um, she still got some spring in her whip. step after that fall down the stairs. Oh, damn, man. She's got no posts yet on Instagram. What about her Twitter? What about her Twitter? Oh, man. There's, she got no posts on Twitter. Someone's impersonating Season Hubbly out in the world. She changed her name uh, to Elon Musk and got shit canned. 
Was I calling her Seasons? It's Season Hubley. It's a singular. Sorry. Is um, it really? Yeah. Did you think it was Seasons Hubley? I'd like to think so. Mind if I zoom in? It's Season Hubley. Not as good, to be honest. Her nickname? Seasons. <laughs> That's a good right. answer, though, if someone asks you someday, what's your favorite season? Hubley. Mm-hmm. And, and it would be honesty, which is most important. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be lying. Once okay. upon a time, licked upon Kurt Russell on his chin. Yeah. Whoa. And then that, that ended. Licked upon in his chin? Licked upon his chin. That little dimple? Yeah, of course. She probably yeah, did she... more than that. I'm going to guess she went... Isn't Wyatt a progeny of her body? Wyatt is, I believe, Goldie's son, is he not? He looks Wyatt, like her. I think, I think Wyatt, Wyatt vaged out of um, season. No. 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 There is a body part that came out of her that's a person. Kurt made a bastard with her. Are you I'm sure? sure? I'm pretty sure they built something together. She's got one children. I don't want to get too far into her Wikipedia page. But here's a crazy thing about her Wikipedia page. It has um, multiple QR pages. It, it just keeps saying, click here for more info on Season Hubley. Yeah. Yeah, too much too much for one page to hold. It's weird It's weird that the House of Leaves took over her page of all pages. <laughs> Did you find out what came out of her? I can't zoom in that hard. Wikipedia's not... It just puts a one by her children um, title here. Let me see here. Personal life. They have a son, Boston oh, Oliver yeah. Grant Russell. Yeah, I knew that they built a bitch. Named him Boston. Older than Wyatt. Yeah, he's he's older. Which Younger sounds like than a, us. An indie older band, than Wyatt. Older than Wyatt, yeah. Boston. He's an actor, right? He shows up sometimes. With that name, he better. He gave him a lot of names. You know he's going to be sweeter than hell. Speaking of names, I, I want to just... We're going to get into the movie a little later, obviously. Uh, turbulence, but I just want to give a quick zoom out, a quick he shout sucks. out. He, he sucks to look at. Who? Boston. He sucks. He suck. Oh. He suck looks. He looks like shit. Okay. He's shitty looking. <laughs> it's, not, it's not cool to say that. There's an actor in this movie, Nick. He plays a like a, a cop, a FBI guy. The actor's name is, and I've rec- I recognize the actor's name is Grand L. Bush. Love him. Grand Bush, Nick. They th- he threw the L in just to try to stave off the people making fun of him. Right. Named Grand Bush. That's yeah. a tough. That's a tough name to pull off. Luckily, he's kind of a tough du- looking dude. You know. That'd be a great name for an expensive hooker. You want in? You have to bring a thou, man. It's a tough name to grow up with. I tell you that. Whew. I disagree. Especially that guy. He was always cool. Had some Jerry curl in a few movies. Looked badass. Mm-hmm. He had a Grand Bush. Drive. Grand L. Bush. The L stands for labia, believe it or not. So <laughs> his parents hated him. All right, let's back it back uh, up to you. How are you? I mean, I'm a coward. What happened? No, I'm just saying. Just a statement? I don't think so. I disagree. I think you're out there doing it, and you're, you're brave. <laughs> <laughs> Super Zoom. <laughs> Opposite of coward. A brave man. Wait, do you, have you ever felt brave in your life? Fuck yeah, man. When? All the time. I, I wonder, yeah. you know, I'll go into a, uh, you know, some sort of a, um, like a delicatessen, <sighs> confident, yeah. knowing exactly what I'm ordering. Start right yeah. to the counter, pronounce a weird word, no problem. What are you ordering at the delicatessen that's... You know, some sort of Italian de- delight, you know? A Lebanon bologna? Some Sfoyadel? I'm getting some Sfoyadel today. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
and people are looking left and right. What in the shandy? I don't even know what that is. Give me a. It's a it's it? a spiral pastry with a bit of an orange zest covered in a little bit of powdered sugar that is a delight. Chris Rock's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's fat. I've never heard of this. It's like a it's like a sweet meat, huh? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a meat. It's a pastry. Oh, it's, it's a pastry. All right. Yeah. I, okay. I thought I was thinking that you was a, you were going to to get meat. I do get meat. I get meat too. And I'm know? picturing like a sugar coated like ham or something when you're <laughs> a spiraled ham. That's a I, I, that's gross. Not a ham, you're not a ham fan. Not really. Not really a ham fan. I like other pig devices, but ham could go fuck. You know. Really. Yeah. All right. And for I don't the listeners, like it that much either. For the listeners, I did speak to Steve Murphy uh, about the show, and he was he said some nice words, and he was critical of his performance on the old show. But I, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. People may get a chance to hear his voice at some point, which I think might be heartwarming to some of you folks out there. Our old co-host, Steve Murphy. A delightful young man, pronounces shudder perfectly. It's just an all-around goodie. I wonder what he wants to talk about these days, because he said he's not much of a, um, a movie guy anymore. He watches a lot of stuff. He just doesn't talk about it a lot. He hasn't watched Andor yet, and it's ir- irritating me, because I think it might be a salve to his, his wounds, but he is too stubbed so far to get in there. Yeah, that's all right. I'll watch it twice for him. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run it back once the season's over. Because I like it so much. I heard that they're going to air episodes of it on different networks to get stimulate the old uh, viewability. Yeah, I think they're going to release a couple on Hulu or something, which is they're affiliated with Disney, and then um, Freeform maybe something like that. A couple areas, yeah. They're trying to get drum up interest. Ain't going to work. I Too think, smart. Yeah. I was As talking a, to a friend of mine who's who watched the first episode and was not ready to watch anymore. I, I was like, you got to watch the first three. You got to tough it out because I, I get it. But once you see the third one, you kind of get a taste of it when it's you're in. Tab- There's a lot of characters to set up, a lot of table setting. You know, you got to give them a shot. They did it right. Get on board, guys. You know? And I believe it's pronounced Ander. So I think you're saying it wrong. Okay. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> of, course, of course I'm kidding you. Okay. I didn't expect I my t- terrible joke, not even that funny of a joke, to get such a withering response. Jeez, I was, man. I was really... You put some doubt in my system. Started to course through all the veins. Can't have it. I believe you're pronouncing it wrong. Ander. Are and, you kidding? Uh, then you got mad. <laughs> you got mad. We, if this is going to be the shortest episode, we got to get cracking. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a movie microscope. Show we zoom in. Smudge the dungeon button. Kick a perky tit. Bite with our back teeth. Drink the dryness out of a camel's foot. Get granular at the dumbest times. We evict caramel. Mitch rides the family boat. Kick a brick to dust. Tighten our belts before going to the buffet table and sucking down a plate of mashed pea-tates. We'll squeeze out a few rounds in the privacy of our own home. Watch a movie through internalized, high-pressured, scattered and smothered eyes. Eyes that see through nart. Take a shit when we need through those eyes. Watch a film through the destruction of it. See what makes or breaks. Share it to the likes of you. So if we're talking about inventing the Abbots... We're talking about the scene where Joaquin Phoenix watches Joanna going, and it's number two. <laughs> Talk about the little moments. And there's a shitload of them in today's movie, Turbulence. <laughs> Joanna going, what an underrated name, by the way. Underrated actress name. Not necessarily an underrated actress, but the name, Joanna going. Oh, yeah. That's, per- that's a perfect name. By the way, 
it's unfair to say this because she's still quite pretty. Yeah, she got old in the dark. Well, how, how have you seen her lately? What and what? She never really got too famous. She let her hair go gray at the proper normal human time. Yeah, and it's stark to see going gray. That's what I'm saying. She was going, but she got old in the dark a little bit. Going gray? Is that Whitley Stryber's new book? <laughs> Let's see what her... I don't know too much about her love life, so I need to look that up real quick. I mean, Pretty girl. Um, in a couple of solid movies back in the 90s, right? Uh-oh. She died? Going married actor Dylan Walsh in this. It could be worse. It could be Dylan Baker. But now they are no longer together. Oh, fuck. Let's pour one out for that union. Sizzling couple. Dylan watches the Congo? I believe so, yeah. We're talking about the stepfather? Is he the sequel? Talking about Nip Tuck? He's in Nip Tuck. Kind of like if somebody put a bicycle pump into Kurt Russell and just pounded it for a while, right? Like a bloated, unformed Kurt Russell. <laughs> Waterlogged <laughs> Kurt. You know, like you left Kurt in the pool too long. <laughs> oh. Or if Kurt, or if Kurt got in the flies telepod with Randy Travis. <laughs> By the way, Randy Travis, I believe he's in Black Dog mm-hmm. with Meatloaf and Swayze. Randy, 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 the only survivor of those three. Pretty, pretty sad news. God, Wikipedia's got a big old paragraph on Dylan, Dylan Walsh's married life. Dylan Walsh, someone typed that into the internet. They tracked it. Hey uh, guys, I gotta update the. I gotta update the Lincoln uh, Abraham Lincoln wiki page, and uh, that's on my to do list. I also gotta update the personal life paragraph for Dylan Walsh. But before I'm, I'm I do that, lunch. before I do that, I've got to go to those AI art generators and pop in a picture of Kurt Russell and some burnt toast. <laughs> he looks like David Keith took a haymaker from God. But Dylan Walsh is was he in Congo or is that Keith David? No, no, that is Dylan Walsh. Yeah, it's totally Dylan Walsh. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's upsetting that you would even get those two confused. I believe you made a, on the old show a Car Walsh joke, but that might have not that been about like, Dylan. That Walsh. Sounds like Steve. That sounds like Steve. Yeah, it does. Not. He also married more Laura Walters from was, from Magnolia. I was keeping that to myself for later days, but okay, you spilled the tea. I like her, by the way. Of course you do. You don't like her? Okay, she's a fine actress. Mm-hmm. Okay, he married her before going i just i just felt like that would have been a bad follow-up to join it going i just thought it would have been a huge step backwards i like that name malora it sounds like something you would encounter in the swamp if you go to join it going's um imdb page she is grayer already there grayer than hell like i mean it's it's a it's sharp nine years younger than us but or i mean older than us i mean she went natch didn't let life take take a uh, take a take a swing at her pride so i'm going gray i'm gonna let it go you're going to love me either way. And the roles are just going to keep pouring in. And she got the last laugh. She's constantly acting on TV. Is that her actual name or does she make it uh, up? It's her real name. Her real name is Joanna On The Way Out. Born in D.C. Speaking of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Nick Cage was in that. Uh, it's not, it's not, that's not even a joke. I, I, I'm going to say it, but I'm, you're, you're going to have to... This is where I was going with it, and I already know it's not good, but I was going to say Nick, Nick Cage uh, starred in her biopic. And it's a, it's a knowing joke. That's, what I was, that's where I was going with it. I realized as soon as I started it, abandoned ship. The only way it could thinking, salvage was, is to make fun of it. I was reaching for every connective tissue I could about where that was what movie you were referencing and it never came yeah you know what it rhymed 
that's that's the basis of all my humor. Um, all right, we should get to this movie. I unless you want to spend a little more time on Dylan Walsh and Joanna Going. Man, they were a hot scorching couple. You remember when the paparazzi was so invasive that they they sued the shit out of them. They said, "Stop taking pictures of us everywhere we go." <laughs> remember the the trial lasted about a year. They won millions. And then the paparazzi got a picture of Going coming, and it was very weird. I'm lying. She was married to Dylan Baker. What are you talking about? She she's always going. <laughs> he couldn't satisfy her, is what I'm saying. Nip Tuck is what she did to herself when he left. What's your relationship with, with this movie? Well, it's my favorite film. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, I've seen it before. I guess that's what I'll say. I've seen this movie before. I remembered it as, as I was watching. I remembered Ray Liotta uh, cutting loose aboard an airplane going nuts. Um, I remember uh, Lauren Hawley. Those are the two things I remember from it, the, the two main actors. That's about it. I remember when that truck was on the hoof of the airplane. <laughs> I did remember that part. But other than that, I, I didn't remember much about it. I didn't I, see I, it I re- in the theater. I, I'm sure I rented it or watched it on cable. How about you? Cat, cat's here doing his shit. I saw it in the theater. It didn't, I remember, it didn't stay too long in the theater. Doesn't keep me from going. 1997, by yeah. the way. There was this funny thing. I used to call Lauren Hawley a dachshund. That she looked right. like a dachshund forever. And then she says in this movie that a dachshund's her favorite dog. Yes. And I lost my shit in the movie theater. Probably in a weird way. Because it felt like they were like tapped into our phones. We, you know. So I remember enjoying the movie based on that criteria. Why, do you, why did you think she looked like a dachshund? I don't understand. She, she's, you know, she's sort of an athletic lady. Yeah. And her, her face is a little you know, concave. She just had that, and she had that frightened face. I just, I don't know. She reminded me of a dachshund. Remember, Ben Kingsley also reminds me of a dachshund, so it's not Fair like enough. she's unique. But she said it in the movie, and it just made me very happy. And it made the yeah, movie a Ray, 10. Ray Liotta's interrogating her about her favorite things. We'll get to that, but one of the things she says, she likes, what, she likes a dachshund? That's her favorite animal? Yeah. Boring answers during that Q&A, by the way. She does. I mean, a dachshund, those guys get... Hindquarters problems very early. They pee. Mm. They do a lot of nervous peeing. Yeah, I, I've known like at least three dachshunds in my life that had either wheels for back legs or were immobilized at some point forever. But you love them. You love animals so much that you probably thought the wheeled version of those dogs was super cute. Dog, I hate them. Really? Can't stand them. Why? Nature wants it out. Nature doesn't want it. Nature's giving it the old hitchhiker finger. Well, nature does that to most. Oh, that's yeah, true. I just think, you know, that's a shame. Dachshund would be the first to go in the wild. You know, there wouldn't be, even Chihuahua's got a set of balls on him. Dox is out. So, anyway, yeah, so the premise of the film is that Ray Liotta is a, uh, a bad man who is a rapist and a murderer, allegedly, who is incarcerated by Hector Elizondo, which is the most far fetched part of this whole movie, and is required to be sent back to L.A. for his sentencing. And there's one way to get those guys to L.A. quick around the holidays, and that's in a plane. And they are put, him and Brendan Gleeson, who is another uh, convict, are put on an airplane that is very light in the passenger load and sent to LAX, and by golly, shit hits some fans. Yeah, it is a, an empty plane. There's a very small amount of passengers, like Nick said. Still a double-decker plane. Yeah, so which we don't and see also, much of anymore. Yeah, you don't. And then an inexplicably decorated for the holidays plane. Bro, I wrote the note about that. I've never seen a plane decorated for the holidays mm-hmm. in my life. No, it's there's a Christmas trees uh, trees in this plane and holly everywhere and lights. Well, no, there's holly moving around the cabin. 
Yeah, it's a, and as you said uh, when we were talking, this is a, this is a Christmas film. Turbulence is a Christmas movie. It's more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard is, for God's sakes. Damn, then controversial already. Huge. And, and Lauren Holly is a flight attendant on this plane who becomes sort of the key member in keeping the plane from crashing. Funny, she becomes uh, John McPlane in this movie, Nick. Okay. Come on. I like now. it. Uh, yeah, right. she's a flight attendant that has to. Uh, do all sorts of stuff that she's not used to, battling a uh, murder rapist and also trying to land a passenger jet on a tarmac with the help of Ben Cross, Ugh. an experienced pilot talking in her ear. Also, she's also trying not to get shot down. A lot of, a lot of obstacles. As somebody who flies more than they care to, mm-hmm. it was very weird to see a few things that are long gone from my, my personal experience on airplanes. Right. Smoking. Right. Double-decker planes, decorated planes, and real meals served to you on planes. It's a long you can flight. Order a, you can order a nice food. Yeah, they said, I'll have the steak at one point. Like, they there have was, a choice. Steak yeah. was an option. Turkey was... Yeah, there was a bunch mm-hmm. of options. And I remember that. I remember having a real dinner or, or you know, a real... Not just a bagged thing on a plane. That I, that, I fly cross-country. Don't have it. Yeah, if you go overseas, you get, usually get it. But they give you, like, an either-or, right? There's no menu. Look like they're ordering off a menu on the plane. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are planes that are like that, but mm-hmm. I think that that part of the experience, especially since planes get to their destinations faster now, maybe it's not as big of a concern. Plus, COVID obviously threw a super wrench into everything. I mean, there's no cook in the kitchen on these planes. I mean, they're, everything's like you're reheating, right? There's no chef. There's no. Is there an airplane chef? That'd be great. With a real kitchen just back there? That'd be great because they like fire on an airplane is always a good thing. Don't Time out, I gotta take sizzling. a s- smoke break, and he steps off the plane by mistake. <laughs> and um, let's talk about some of the principals in this movie. Ray Liotta, Rachel you mentioned. Rachel Tacoten, classic legend. De- Jeffrey DeMunn in here. Legend. Grandel mm-hmm. Bush. <laughs> Catherine Hicks from Chucky, or from Brandon Child's Gleason. Play. Ben Gleason Cross. From, from 28 Days Later. Why are we overlapping so much? I think we're so we're excited like to, ta- to talk. We're, we're, talking we're so excited. Wait, ep, 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 ep. We're so talk. We're so excited to get back to our to two hundred one. Bravehearts, uh, Brennan Gleason. Uh, we mentioned Lauren Holly. Did you you oh. mentioned the unholy? You mentioned the unholy is Ben Cross. <laughs> I did. And then a skateboarder, R.J. Knoll in this Nick. <laughs> and then the guy who plays the captain is a very familiar face, but I forget who. It is. And then you got Hector Elizonde. Yes, one of my least favorite performers in history of film. You don't like him? Cannot stand. Gary Marshall loved Hector Elizondo. Well, he was a lot of his woman. films. Yeah. Put him like on all his films. He was his good luck charm. Big Broadway yeah. actor. Uh, who else? Anybody else super hot in this? That's about it. A lot of familiar faces, kind of '90s staple character people, but nobody that'll blow your pants off. Well, I mean, how about Ben Cross's hair haircut in this movie? I mean, he had a pilot's hat on the whole time. I didn't. He did not wear a hat in the film. Did he not? That was his hair. You were looking at. <laughs> I thought I pictured him in his little. Cap was he wearing a cap at the end when it was raining out? I don't remember. I was I was just glad it was over. But he has he had that really bad. You remember the Harrison Ford and presumed innocent haircut? Imagine that, but with uh, with maybe Ray Charles cutting cutting the front. I don't remember this at all. Ben Cross's hair and turbulence. I'm going to Google it. It. I mean, it's dog fuck. His haircut is dog. Well, he had pussy. kind of a tall. He, he's no longer, but he kind of. Uh, he's dead. He had kind of a long head. Yeah, he's he wearing a cap. He's preaching. He's wearing, a, he's wearing a cap at the end, 
So that's what that's my last memory of him. He's wearing a casket now. At Come the on. end. But his hair in that movie. Good, I mean, good, good actor. I Is mean, he? Eh, no, he's not. He was so hit or miss. You don't want to speak ill of the dead who sucked at acting. <laughs> he did not suck. Come on. You're being too hard on him. He had a great they name. Tried, they tried to make him a star so many times. And it succeeded. He's in turbulence. Um, yeah, he got I, to act with Lauren Holly. He pinched himself every day. He, he learned so much from her. You know, she came to set whenever it was like you know scenes where she's not in in the shot. She came up to set and talked, like you know, delivered dialogue to him as he was acting. He said, "You don't have to. Please don't do that. Just you can stay home during these. That's fine. You know." But she she insisted anyway. So. The beginning of the movie, Hector Elizondo's on hot on the trail of the Lonely Heart Strangler, who is Ray Liotta, and Ray Liotta is seen wearing an awful hat, awful hat. Okay, you really pay attention to the to the headgear, headgear. in this and the haircuts, huh? <laughs> Ray Liotta had some good hair in this. I didn't notice that. Hard. What was wild? He had to have kind of a frazzled like because you know he was he was a terrible person, so that he couldn't have a nice hair. <laughs> I'm not. That's actually that tracks. <laughs> And he's buying a teddy bear at a toy store, and the cops are all undercover. Uh, or as the Italians call it, Ursa Teradore. Cops are in hot pursuit. They're all undercover. They're trailing him, and they're... Hector Elizondo's like, "Man, we're gonna get our man. He is. This is what he does. He his preferences is for are for the blondes that are well read because he likes to talk a lot. And then he gives him a teddy bear, and murder comes next, Nick. It doesn't. Well." So then he does show up to the to his fiance's house. They try to make it seem like he's going to see Lauren Holly because they intercut her getting ready for a visitor and him getting ready to visit. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not. And Instead, he shows up. It's, and, rescue, it, it's rescue me's Callie Thorne waiting for him there. I do like Callie Thorne. We forgot to mention her, but she is uh, there. That's his fiance. As, as soon as he goes in the in the house, they pounce on him and arrest him. I don't know why they had to wait for him to go in apartment like why do you think if they already had the goods they could just jump on him like i well, thought they're gonna wait they for him out, to attack no they could have a line of dialogue that said she might be naked waiting we can't miss that that girl so, is on a little creepador so yeah the the big i think i, I don't I guess they kind of try to set up a mystery. Did is he kind of wrongly accused? Hector Alessandro definitely planted evidence at one point. He's not wrongly accused. He's not. He did it. He just, but Hector Alessandro bend the rules. Bend the rules to get him. And Ray Liotta doesn't like that they did that to him. He's upset. Anyway, so he's arrested, and then there's a few the, things. That... I have a zoom before the movie starts, if you allow me. Do it during the credits. They are get to the producer's credits, right? And it says produced. This is I thought this was very odd. <laughs> produced, it says by Martin Ransoff. Fine. You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then that movie, that name fades and the word and shows up on the screen. Then that disappears. And then produced by David Valds shows up. They they put and alone on the screen. I just thought that was odd. Does it have you seen that before? Like, do you think there was a fight? Like, we don't want to be on the the name, our names together. I know. Maybe this is bad. This is a bad I'm zoom. Just, I'm, I'm creeping up, waiting, waiting for the goods. I'm just saying. At one point in this movie, they wasted enough time to just. There's just the word "and" on the screen during the credits, just by itself. It's Hollywood math, man. They got to. You got to. The blocks, the credit blocks, are a big deal for people. So I guess that guy negotiated his own block and got its own credit. And you're this. you're expecting a big deal, and it's that. Yeah, kind of like just with like, the zoom. Just like my zoom. 
Directed by so, Robert Butler, by the way. Last movie. He died, he died after this. Well, he did some TV work, did a lot of TV work, but he also directed a movie you might be familiar with called Up the Creek. That's a dog shit movie from the 80s. Right, with um, uh, Animal House. Tim, Animal House's own Tim Matheson. Yeah. And the tagline of that movie says, Who says a bunch of boobs can't win a race? Okay? Mm-hmm. And the poster is a bunch of dudes on a river on a gigantic inner tube. Mm-hmm. And the inner tube has breasts. I didn't notice that. Yeah, and there's like it's like a you know a face of like a woman and the inner tube has gigantic breasts. Nick up the creek. So I, I imagine we should probably zoom that one. I mean, he, I'm sure. Yeah. After this, I want to see all of this guy's work. Robert Butler. The Butler anyway, did get, it. <laughs> getting back to my and zoom. What do you think? I don't scale of one to five. Meanwhile, remember, we can't forget that Lauren Holly is also being intercut, and she has presented herself as a package for the person at her doorstep. You got a DTF Holly waiting at the doorstep when this older gentleman arrives to let her know that her fiancé is skedaddled. He's not going to be there. She was looking to get pounced upon as a Christmas treat, mm-hmm. and instead she is left at the altar, in a sense, and forced yeah. to go back flying on boring planes. And she broke off her engagement, and then she's picking up a shift. Speaking and of love being in the air, I'm sure you know this. Mm-hmm. Rachel Dakotan. You know a little bit about her love life? Little David Caruso Bay, am I right or wrong? <laughs> she was married as fuck to the movie microscope legend himself. Not only was and he, she, she married to him, they she produced something? a tiny Caruso. Oh my baby God. Caruso. Mm-hmm. Holy cap. He Ooh. out there. I think it's a he. Maybe it's a. Let's let's find out. That is a mulatto. And then they broke up, and she said, "You know what? I'm gonna. I, I've had young. I'm gonna go old." And then she married Tuscan Raider face Peter Strauss. <laughs> so I'm gonna get in space hunters business. <laughs> Let me see here. I'm looking up her Wikipedia here. Great last name, by the way. I love it. Uh, Tacotin. Uh, she married Caruso. It's kind of like daughter. Daughter. I'm sorry. My fault. Daughter named Greta. Greta Caruso. Greta Tocotin, whatever she decided, perfect either way. You think she's got a daughter looking like David Caruso right out the gate? I'd like to think that it looks like a perfect meld of both. I just like it. She's she's a pretty girl. I'm looking at her. You are. You looked. She's on there. Yeah, of course. Greta Caruso in this. Yeah, she's she's all over town. Is she an actress? God, I hope so. Okay, there's a bunch of pictures of her and Gyllenhaal. Are they hot? Ite is Gyllenhaal with somehow. What? You, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't bring those bloodlines colliding hard. That's a long time ago picture. He's moved on. Greta Caruso and Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Jake wanted to get into the Caruso dynasty. Wanted to marry in. All right, let's get back to the movie. I'm so sorry. No, I'm, this is fucking scintillating. I just started following her on Instagram. So she now has almost 1,500 followers. Greta Caruso on Instagram? Seems to be an activist. I hope she's activist, meaning she's trying to get her dad back working. Couldn't agree more. Is she? Is she out there? Is are there picture pictures of her and her dad on her Instagram? Just please tell me there is. She started a company called Zuzu Drinks. <laughs> I'm is, not kidding. It's a an incredible Zoom. What Might be the. F- First podcast reveals such information. I, I think this is the same challenger. It's got to be. And she went to Yale. Did she know? 
She wrote that. They hand out Yale scholarships to anybody related to Caruso. Do you know her essay? She was supposed to do uh, an essay on the Reconstruction. Supposed to be a five-pager, and she just wrote on the top margin, I'm David Caruso's kid. She's got in scholarship. And then she got an extra scholarship because, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but remember... You remember Total Recall? Mm-hmm. She's in there. Mama, Mama, Mama came out of it. I got to tell you a little bit about her work history because I'm on her LinkedIn. Who? Caruso? Um, <laughs> <laughs> before founding Zuzu Drinks, she was the co-founder of Good Eggs. And that was in business for six years. And then before that, I mean, let's skip the Edible Schoolyard Project. But she was a farmer at Beetlebung Farm for a year. <laughs> And you gotta love the commitment to her tax, you know. I think Caruso is seen here storming out of the hospital. He wanted to call her great, and they misspelled it. <laughs> That's in here. <laughs> yeah, she was with Jake Gyllenhaal. She was with Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh, oh, Jake with longtime best friend. They're besties. They're not. Are scrimping. they? Yeah. Friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. Yeah, benefit being David Caruso is at the other end of the fucking phone. Looking it up now, the one thing that stuck out, Beetle Bung Farm. She had one tweet, and it was retweeting a Good Eggs post. Man, Greta, get off the schneid. We need you. We need you. You're needed, Greta Caruso. God damn it, lady. All right. Came out of Rachel's heated womb. Congratulations, you're David Crusoe's kid. As soon as that baby is born, it's um, weird. She was born the silver spoon in every hole. Let's talk a little bit about Brennan Gleason in this movie. Two years, two years fresh off Braveheart, starting to get his feet wet with Hollywood, you know, Hollywood's puddles, sure. and um, looking all weird and clean shaven, giant ears. You know, they say your ears get bigger when you get older. I feel terrible about Brendan Gleeson's future. Here's the thing I imagine happened. They cast a great actor. Brendan Gleeson is a great actor. He is. Showed up on set, and the director said, I got a great idea, Brendan. And then You're gonna Caruso play... said, uh, you have a Greta idea. <laughs> or a great idea. You're going to be Southern in this. Start practicing your Southern accent. And so he, he had about to 10 once. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds, his accent is something to behold in this. Yeah. Feel bad for I, I, him. Brendan Gleeson is one of those guys who is a miracle, but he was, mm. he is aged well. He looks better now than he did then. He's grown into his body or something. There's, there's just the clean shaven, the mixture of clean shaven, slightly longer hair. Brennan, don't work. Don't work for me. He had a tattoo on his neck. You notice that? He, had, he, he sure did. Like a for cobra? A yeah, for a while. Plays a bank robber in this. Yeah, it's funny. The bank robber is the hard ass and the rapist is the sweetie. For a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, shit hits a fan rather quickly. There's this whole skirm that happens in relation to Brendan Gleeson needing to use the gentleman's lounge. Did you well, notice wait, let, me, let me back it up before I you get there. I apologize for moving so fast. 45 minutes in. They do a speed thing in this that I kind of hate, but then they give up on it, where they introduce 
the other passengers, right, real quickly. So they have an old married couple that are fighting over the aisle seat in an empty plane, mm-hmm. right? You get a kid that comes up on the plane skateboarding, skateboarding in the aisles, which I think Lauren Hawley puts a stop to, or one of, or Catherine Hicks, one of the um, stewardesses puts a stop to it. Um, you get a rich guy. He's the only person in first class, and he kind of peeks in every once in a while. What I love about these characters is they do nothing with them after they introduce us to them. At one point, the director then just shuts the door on them, and they just disappear for the rest of the movie. They're locked in a part of the, you know, what a room in the plane. He just is like, enough of these characters. We don't have enough money to kill them, so let's just lock them behind a closed door. And then inexplicably, that rich guy at the end, he comes out, he has his arms in a sling. Get no, we get no story. Something happened to him back there. The plane was inverted at one do you, point. Do you think the? But do you think the poor people rose up and just started beating him senseless? Cause I think a, a poor person landed on his arm when the plane flipped. Is that what happened? Yeah. All right. Let's okay. Now let's forward fast forward to Brendan Gleeson has to go to the bathroom. Let's fast forward to you're uh, on an island. <laughs> no, um, there's a flight attendant wearing a Santa hat in this. There is. And there's this... When shit hits the fan and nuts stuff is happening, mm-hmm. the guy's still wearing the Santa hat, and there's some shots of him traumatized through the frame wearing a godforsaken Santa hat, and it wears me thin. He, uh, everybody's got, like, they got a hat on, or they have, like, a, like a button that has lights. His, his hat, by the way, is a light-up Santa hat. It has little sparklies going off in there. Did you notice that? I didn't because I, I I was so so sad. The lights blink in and out, and then another thing they do: they're the cops before they you know they are doing their due diligence when they get on board, making sure nothing's hidden away that these bad guys can get a hold of, even though even though they're handcuffed. And one of the cops goes into the bathroom with a flashlight to look around, and they linger. The camera lingers on the door for like ten seconds, and I'm like, are they trying to get us to remember the door for some reason? Is something gonna happen with that bathroom door? No, they don't. <laughs> Nothing develops. Top five Robert scene Butler? in the film. What? <laughs> the lingering door shot. Top five scene in the film for me. Got zoom for airplane doors. Flimsy and hard to navigate sometimes, you know? Pushing in, pull out. What are you doing well, with these Although things? I will give airplane doors a pass because sometimes they're jointed in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Which like is the, a delightful thing. The piano oh. hinge door. I love going into uh, or coming out of di- uh, diarrhea. You know, I love going in and out of those doors knowing that sure. I've got a magic split coming up. <laughs> what the f- Are you talking about pooping on planes? Is this something you do regularly? I've done it before. I love Jesus it. Jesus Christ. I don't I, think I ever have. It's such an uncomfortable... You're so tight. You're so squeezed. You feel like you're the largest thing. But there is something so liberating about hearing the sucking sound. Are you quoting Walt Whitman? So what's happening right now? I'm quoting Walt Shitman. <laughs> Sending that it sounds it sounds like your 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 awful is going literally out of the plane. It does. It does. There's so much suction. Like it does feel like is they're zooping that to like another universe. You know, yes. it's got to go through a portal or something. Yeah. It is harsh. Like even when you're just I you know it's got to pee a little bit and then you. It's like an explosion happens in the in that bathroom. Echoes around the. I can't. I can't take it. I just try to hold it. 
It, no, I mean, it's if it's the only time I'll go in an airplane bathroom is if it's terminal. No pun intended, you know? You can't wait. Yeah. I can't survive, you know? Or if mm-hmm. I'm on a 17-hour you know, flight, that's the last, you know, the point of no return. You got to go, go in there. I've only done it a few times. But I'll tell you, I noticed that your body rejects it. Your body doesn't want to make the stuff come out when you're standing over that vacuum. Because I think your reptile brain kicks in and says, that is going to suck me dick first through that hole. And I'm going to be a... I'm going to be out there with Clark Kent minutes from now, you know? I think of, I go get sucked dick first down, and then all of a sudden, you know, Tom Hardy is staging a really weird mission, and you're dick out. I can't have it. So when, when she's... You quote so Walt funny, Whitman. When Lauren Holly is taking the reservation of food for Leota and his, his captors, she does something that hasn't been done since her agent. What? She recommends the turkey. <laughs> she she does. Uh, Ray Liotta, of course, is is uh, this is after Lauren Hawley notices something. She zooms in to her coworker Catherine Hicks. Don't who, get uh, me don't get me making a Holly notice sticker. Who uh, who later uh, gets murdered on the plane by Ray Liotta. But anyway, she 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 says. I think she says it. Said he doesn't look like a serial killer. She says this about Ray Liotta, by the way, who <laughs> looks like a serial killer. Yeah. Like he looked. If you found out that Ray Liotta, R.I.P. By the way, was a murderer, you would not be shocked. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Course, yeah, of course he was. Looks like a violent man. Has played his share of violent men. Yes. Doesn't look like a serial killer. You know. I mean, maybe Brendan Gleeson doesn't. But do you anyway, like saying, you were. Do you like saying serial a lot? Why did I say it over and over? Serial killer, and I'm, and I know where your mind goes. You're wishing that they no, had cereal on board this this plane. Closest we got was they have apple juice on the plane. No, the closest we got was you saying serial killer, and also there's a part where somebody says, Ray Liotta says, uh, "Don't get adversarial," but he pronounces it, "Don't <laughs> don't get adversarial." That's a huge zoom. Ray Liotta playing charming during this stuff and you know he's like he's focused on lauren holly and he's saying stuff like what do you recommend you know and he's asking what is she like and and the cops are pissed they're annoyed that he's talking to her they they tell they keep telling him to shut up but he's just trying to play like this wounded like wrongly accused individual and his charms are sort of working on lauren holly a little bit i could tell you two words or three words that the director never had to say to ray liotta Get some energy. He later on in this film, he's like a gremlin in this movie. <laughs> you got me so excited now. I want to watch it again. He is. He at, is it's, at one point, he's ripping the belly of the plane apart. He gets shocked by a piece of it, and he and he he, does, he stops playing with that part, which I thought was cute. Of course, he has a. Gralio has a lot of cute parts in this, which we'll get to. He is kind of cute in this movie, and he, and he is a horrible individual, but he does cute things. He also has a lot of really annoying stuff in this movie. He does. Yes, I agree. But it's still Ray Liotta, so it's, like, passable. Ish, yeah. Obviously, things go bad. The guns change hands. People are killed. Brennan Gleeson. Well, talk, talk about your bathroom scene. We didn't go... We didn't we'll go... And tell everybody what happens in that scene. I once had to poo on a plane, and I, and I was afraid that the suction would take my turds and shoot them out. What are you talking about? Well, Brendan Gleeson goes to the bathroom and what happens. The cop that follows him in there and watch him, watches him go piss 
then kind of gets distracted when he washes his hand. Brendan Gleeson kills that guy with a soap dispenser, stabs he him does. in the chest with a with a with the soap dispenser, which he unscrews. I think that's Grand Bush, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. He dies. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. People get shot. Brendan Gleeson gets shot. People die. Pilot comes out, see what's up, gets shot. He gets shot coming down the stairs. It's kind of kind of funny. He, does. he gets shot completely by accident. And there's a shot. One of my favorite moments is when they accidentally shoot through all the chairs on the plane. Yeah. That's a cool shot of all the chairs getting holes sure. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so nice. all the cops that have been guarding these guys, for the most part, die. There's one guy that kind of survives. It's kind of the main cop, played by Michael Hurley or something. I can't He's in Orange is the New Black. Michael Harney. And he survives a little bit, but at one point, Brent Gleason hates him so much he's going to push him out of the plane and they're trying to get Brendan Gleeson not to open the door to do that because it's going to cause some crazy shit to happen if they do that and uh, but he's going to do it anyway and Ray Liotta shoots him and, and there so is a Lauren hole Hall- in the plane yeah. the worst yeah Lauren Colley puts a briefcase over it to- I hate it what it, what was interesting is this heroic maneuver by Ray Liotta, which is he really doesn't save his own ass it makes him look heroic and Lauren Holly is like all on board she thinks that, oh man, you you really helped us, and so yeah. then she trusts him for about twenty minutes in this movie. Buys him a twenty minute window where she trusts him. Speaking of Holly, still working. Got an upcoming film. I think you're excited about what? The Juggler. Don't know it. Written and directed by. Don't know. Peter Foldy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fake name. Peter Foldy in this. What's he? How's his COVID been? Peter Foldy is working with Lauren Hawley. How do you spell it? Exactly how you'd think. There's a Y at the end? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is so cute. From Hungary. Yeah, Budapest here. Peter Foldy. Love this guy. Writer and director and actor. Multi hyphenate. Miraculously won the World Origami Championship. <laughs> pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, so um, Ray Liotta is a maniac, and there's this, you know, we talked about Speed 2, and I, we've talked about a few movies where the adversary and the hero are on talking to each other through, you know, right. telephones or walkie-talkies, whatever. It's not necessarily the case here, although we do have a lot of phone and CB or whatever, commu- you know, communication, because mm-hmm. you got Jeffrey DeMunn and Tocotin and... All those toughies at the air, you know, air traffic control, trying to keep this plane from hitting the ground. We got Ray Liotta on the phone with Hector Elizondo, yelling at him. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the middle of the movie wastes a lot of our time with that stuff. You know, it doesn't waste our waste our time with, and something I was surprised to see featured in this film a lot, and kind of becomes a character. Let's hear it. The landing gear. Landing gear gets an upgrade in this movie. So what I think is that. The first cute shot in this film is the, By the plane way, I'm rising. Proud of, I'm proud of, I'm proud of Carrie Lowell for that. What for landing gear. landing gear? <laughs> when a plane's taking off in the sky, there's a cute shot of like the front wheels tucking back into the plane. You know how they do? So cute. So cu- it is a cute thing that happens on this earth. You know, <laughs> it's maternal. It is. It's just like it, just like let me squeeze back into I'm the, go- the yeah. It's like the a neck of the that's plane. Been kicked. Yeah, I'm going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I'm gonna hide. Now that we're in the air, I'm gonna hide. Yeah, that's it. You know, My, and, I mean, it's, it's like a plane, sort of a marsupial. You know, mm-hmm. I love it. Anyway, so that's the cute first cute thing. I think <laughs> the apple juice is kind of cute. The, 
She says that it's her favorite drink. Let's be honest, the soap dispenser death, sort of cute. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't talk about this. The plane, whenever some the shooting rings out and punt, you know, blows a hole in the plane, and the plane's going haywire because it's got a hole in it, mm-hmm. the landing gear is screaming. It's like, what's happening? You know? <laughs> the co pilot goes to see what's happening, <laughs> wants to see what's happening, and he epic fails to his death. It is, yeah. He goes to to see to open the door. Somehow, like gets uh, turbulence to death. He falls like Jerry Lewis all over the <laughs> cockpit and dies. He dies in a weird spot too. If you notice, he sort of an uncomfortable spot. Yeah, he like breaks his neck somehow, but he not before he flips over like three times. Kind of cute. <laughs> Another thing. So we do have some. You said this is a waste of time. All this communication between like. You know uh, the airport and the plane and and but the, we do get to hear incredible Jeffrey Demun saying we copy your ident. They keep talking about ident. Yeah. I guess they really have to use true plane speak. And he says to them, "If you can hear me, because Lauren Holly is at one point realizes the pilot's dead and she's trying to fly, but she can't." And um, he says, "If you can hear me, squawk ident, ident." What do you think? Second most sampled film line in hip-hop history. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) there is a word in this movie that happens way, way, way too much. and It's It's not ident? No, not enough. But I have a pet peeve about this. And and they say it it. all the time. Yeah. The word Terry. The name Terry is said a hundred billion times in this movie. Terry! That's Ray Liotta. Like, he's really leaning into it. Yeah, it's her name. It's the main character's name. Terry Calloran. It makes her even harder to like. Catherine Hicks. No, I just no. got to zoom. You go first, though. I like talking about Catherine Hicks because I do like this actress. I don't. Personal. I don't like the fact she's considered a scream queen just for being in the Bride of Charles or in the Charles movies. The Charles play. Yeah. She is sort of the voice of reason when it comes to Terry's love life. And also, her murder dar goes off pretty quick when she sees Leota walking onto the plane. Mm-hmm. And her and Leota have a moment. Yeah, I don't like it. It's a long choking. So, yeah, he. And you can talking. tell he's, nut- he's nutting a little bit when it's happening. It's gross. And he, uh, he traps all the coworkers behind that door. And then he is alone with poor uh, Catherine Hicks's character, and they fight. He strangles her to death in the bathroom because that's and his character's. MO. What's the worst part of that exchange, other than the fact he chokes her to death? I don't know. He assumes her plumbing is getting rusty, and I thought that I was know, just very that. rude, very rude to her. She looked fine. I didn't want to think of rusty pumps. I just don't want to see her die, and I liked her character, so it was I didn't like that that happened. He nodded some. So my zoom is that Ben Cross plays this pilot that they have to, because Terry is trying to land the plane. She's trying to fly the plane because there's no pilots anymore. I have a zoom about him too here. So go. I'm ready. All right, let's, I'm built, let's I'm see built if for it. It, it could be Listen. the same. Listen. Mine's a, mine's a double parter, double, double two-parter. My, mine's an audio zoom, so I think we're different. Let's go. Mine's an audio zoom too. Oh, fuck. Sounds like Brian Cox. Fuck yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! But, but I took I take your zoom and I'm gonna plus one it. Yes. I, I I'm gonna plus one the zoom. Same initials, both those guys. Nailed it. Yep. Ben Cross, Brian Cox. Come on now, BC in this. Big Cox. All both of them. <laughs> that is so funny you say that because there's a scene 
where you hear the voice of the pilot and it yep. sounds like Brian Cox. It does, and I thought it was and Brian then, Cox. And then it's you see that it's Ben Cross, and he never sounds like Brian Cox again for the rest of the So time. true. You're exactly right. That but is it's so just funny a, that disa- we both caught that. The disappointment that set in when I realized that it wasn't Brian Cox, too. I 100%. Yeah. Would have loved to have seen Brian Cox in that plane. By the yeah. way, also has been known to rock that dog fuck hairstyle. Does he? Does he? Maybe, maybe the world wasn't able to carry Ben Cross and Brian Cox on its girth for, for too long. And then DeMunn's on the ground. He's like, Squawk Ident, Squawk Ident. Are you Brian Cox or Ben Cross? <laughs> yeah, so then, you know, typical serial killer shit starts to happen. Ray Liotta, like, positions all the dead bodies up for, like, some dinner that he put together, like, for Lauren Hawley to see. You know, because at this point, Lauren Hawley realizes I kind of like that. In. I like seeing them all dead set up. He's just being, he's playing fun, like, killer games. He hid, he hides the body of Catherine Hicks up in, into the storage luggage area. You know, he's doing all sorts of... Is it a little diehard with the guy in the elevator, though? Kind of? Sure, sure, sure. You know what I hate? Um, Hector Elizondo's on the phone with with, um, the Lonely Hearts killer. Mm -hmm. And um, all of a sudden, he's on a cell phone. They're both on cell phones. In 1997, Hector Elizondo walks into into the flight deck, and all of a sudden, they're broadcasting his cell phone call in the room. I call shenanigans on that. I like it. It's not realistic. I don't think we could do that now. So there's also a storm that's happening, Nick. Halle Berry's on the plane? And at one point, all hell is breaking loose. And Ray Liotta, I think he lights a fire or something outside because she's in, she locked herself into he the, into the, um, locks herself into to the cockpit. So she has to come up with the fire. And he's like, I think he's like buckled into a seat. And he says to her, will this storm delay our flight? And he says, a little late to the gate? That's what he says. He does say that. He kind of sings it. Yeah, is that cute? Very cute, of okay. course. You know what else is cute? There's a scene where Lauren Holly goes out of the of the mm-hmm. cockpit against the recommendation of everyone on Earth. Of course, and she's walking around the plane for some stupid reason. You know, discovering bodies and shit. Did you notice what she d- takes the time to do on her way back? Whip all those curtains. She takes picks up a blanket off the ground and puts it into the storage. <laughs> I didn't notice. She's still doing her job. One, I mean, the place is in complete disarray. Right. She takes one blanket and puts it into storage in the middle of that. That fair enough. That was probably an acting decision by Lauren Holly. Can't imagine anything else. So this, at one point, there, Leota is at, is doing a Q and A with her. Right. We talked about this earlier. He asks what her favorite animal is. She says dachshund, in which he rips. Like he says, it calls him a hot dog dog. Right. She asks if she believes in God, which she does. Then she says, he says, "What's your favorite movie?" What does she say? Gone with the Wind. And then he says, what's your favorite book? What does she say? Species 2 novelization. She says, gone she, with the wind. She says, gone with the goddamned wind. Said, fuck and movie. And then at that point, you realize who the real villain of the film right. is. Right. You're yeah. no longer rooting for Terry. Uh-uh. No. And it, and it doesn't help that she says, she makes so many dumb decisions. She mm-hmm. just sucks ass in this movie. What about, uh, he also asked her when she lost her virginity. Her V-card, as they say. And she, she's happy to, happy to divulge, by the way. Says eighteen and a half, and he asked if it felt good. Yep. And she said, "Oh yeah, baby boy, felt pretty good." What a weird thing to put in the movie, by the I way. I thought it'd been know. great if it went off into like a five-minute, very detailed summary of the experience, talking about him fumbling with his belt, talking about you know the sound of the rain hitting the windshield, the sound of her cleaning up, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, whatever interesting nuggets she has, but I think I think that was surprising. They're trying to win her back because you, at this point, the audience is completely Team Leota, and she's like, "Well, she's eighteen and a half. That's a perfect age to ripen out." 
think I'm back in corner of uh, Terry. She, she get, gets in a fight with Leota, and it looks like she's going to get strangled. And what does she do next? She doesn't get strangled. She like punches him. He falls down the stairs, and she punches uh, some kind of metal trap door thing that cuts the stairs, which seems like a dangerous thing to have on a plane. But she punches a button, and it traps Leota's foot. And he is not enjoying that. He is no. And he says, "He says, oh my leg." Yeah, he took a very cute thing to say when you get hurt. And that um, thing takes him out of the mix for a while. Yeah, he's caught. And and so what, let's talk about it. it's like at the top of the stairwell. There's a metal cover that that is automatic, and it traps his little cute foot in there. Wikifeet has a little section on this, by the way. Okay. Uh, under Leo, that's, that's in the thirty thousand foot section. He's at thirty thousand. Yes. Yeah, I, I clicked over there. Uh, and then they cut to Ben Cross, who then is again talking to Lauren Hawley to try to walk her through landing this fucking plane. What? Did, and he's on the tarmac. He's already landed his plane. Oh, big nuts, this guy, right? He already landed. We get it. You won. Anyway, <laughs> in the cockpit, they show he's got two pictures up. One of them is of a gigantic, like sheep dog. I didn't. Did see you notice it. this? No, I didn't. Yeah, a little, a little hound in the cockpit. Nice. You What's know? the other one? Well, good, good luck charm. Picture Ray, Ray Liotta. No, I don't know. <laughs> you can't really just make out the other picture. The star of the show definitely is the dog. Photo. You didn't notice this? I didn't. Got some photos up. You know, I think it's because they're trying to show you that Ben Cross is kind of a good guy. And I get well, the end of the movie, they want you to believe that the, these two, Lauren Holly and him, are going to hook up. Oof. That she's oof. finally found true, like, love. Because, you know, she's kind of a loveless woman she's she's not she's unlucky in love at least now she met her man this way what a weird way to meet a man what a weird you know, way yeah or your partner and then horrible discovery that that's uh that's actually his wife he's the dog. yeah he married that damn ass sheep dog and, and it's a two-way relationship lauren holly i'm sorry i have to go actually um i gotta go fuck that did dog. you not did, did, you, did you not know that it is not his dog but it's a picture of his favorite movie the shaggy da <laughs> do you remember that movie of course fred mcmurray right but a man that turns into a sheepdog yeah the shaggy da that was a golden era for wackadoo movies you know you got harvey the invisible yeah. rabbit you got that so many wacky ass fucks you know the shaggy remember? da like a, it's like a werewolf movie but instead of turning into the a horrific creature that kills people it turns into a smart dog cute a cute a shaggy dog that gets into trouble you know i i i Fucked my. I, I probably gave my kids nightmares when they were kids. I wanted to show them that movie and I accidentally pulled up the Shaggy DVDA, and it was not the same. God, we watched about forty-five minutes DVD. of it before I had to turn what it off. What is it? Look it up on your I, work computer. This movie um, makes a horrible mistake in trying to have a big moment from Rachel mm-hmm. Dakota later on in the movie. You know what I'm talking about? She's just trying to save uh, Lauren Holly's ass because there's a guy on the ground that wants a jet fighter to shoot the plane down. Because what's happening is Lauren Holly. Having trouble landing Sucks. the plane, and it's going to crash into a city, right? It's going to crash and crash into. I guess where are they flying? LA. LA. I mean, which is where's the loss, right? And um, he wants to shoot it out of the sky, and he almost gets the go ahead. Actually, Lauren Holly talks the the fighter jet out of shooting her down. Um, she says, "If the if Ben Cross is unavailable, I'm down. I'm down." To she already out. had like re- almost wrecked into Ray Liotta kind of messed around with the plane and she almost wrecked into all sorts of stuff. She ends up just like getting her landing gear cutely destroying the top of a building and it gets when it gets, the, gets the car in 
on its little land. Its There's little people karaoke that almost get killed by it, and then it, it hits a parking garage, and then you right. know, it grabs a truck off of it and takes it in its clutches like Kexicottle himself. You you don't like that part? I I kind of liked it. The I fighter think jet, it would fuck with the avionics, man. The fighter jet ends up shooting that, like when it's supposed to shoot her down, it ends up it, shooting the car off the landing just gear. just the car. I, it blew me away. What a great and shot to just shoot the car. He shoots the the car, and it ex- the, the gasoline tank explodes, and a, the plane ignites <laughs> and kills everybody instantly. But anyway, Ray Liotta does want to die. Like He does not want the plane to land, so he's all into crashing. He's excited. And like I said, at one point, he's under the floor and the guts of the plane just ripping stuff apart, you know, and uh, make it, trying to make the crash happen. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Ray Liotta gets his head blown off at the end by He Lauren gets shot Hall. in the head. He gets shot in the head. His head gets blown clean off. Gets he gets noggin. a small hole in the in his head from a bullet. His skull gets obliterated. He no longer has a face. He's done. No, you're right. He gets shot in the forehead by Lauren Hawley. Finally, finding that use for the gun that's been, I guess, just what around the whole movie with bullets on the floor. It doesn't matter. Yeah. She couldn't clean that up. She lands the plane. Bad guy's dead, and the guy that's been trying to order her to be shot down starts to celebrate with the rest of the people that she's landed the plane. Right. I was like, that guy has been trying to murder her for the last half hour. He doesn't get to celebrate. I like that actor though. He's still out yeah. there. Looks like yes. Michael Kelly a little bit. He, he yeah, he he uh, he's incredulous that a stewardess would try to land the plane, and then Rachel Dakota gets her big line. She's a flight attendant. And that's supposed to be the big catchphrase of this movie. They got the last laugh. Film was a failure theatrically. It became a hit on video. Made did. two sequels. Yeah, did make two sequels. And the, I, the, the sequels are crazy. I've never seen them. but the I think I might have seen the Sheffer one. But Oh, so they do have chefs on the plane. That guy's name, the actor's name we're talking about is John Finn. He's great. And do you know Ben Cross's captain in this? Captain Sam Bowen. At the end, he, whenever he he finally gets to meet the person that he has been talking to and helping land the plane, and there, she's all wet from the rain and she's bloody from being beat up. He's got an umbrella and he says "Merry Christmas" to her, and she says "You too." That's how they decide to end the movie. Why? Why are they wishing each other "Merry Christmas" at the end? You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess it's Christmas, and then and then they nothing merry about Christmas they, at they this point, right? That, they dissolve to that giant. Sheepdog hunched over a dachshund, throwing it in. Which is as they're carting off all these dead bodies off the plane. He's like, "Merry Christmas, Lauren Holly." She didn't get to be a lead in many films. This is one of them. It's one of life's blessings. Sucks. She's cold. She comes off cold. She's fine. So she quits herself okay in this, I guess. She was in any given Sunday, right? She was Dennis Quaid's wife, right? Who knows? <laughs> Look, no, she's guys, dumb, dumb and dumber. That's all I remember that was from really. Liar, liar, right? I don't think she was in Liar Liar, was she? Uh, maybe it was just Dumb and Dumber. That was the movie she was in, Dumb and Dumb? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, look. I mean, plane's on the ground. It's in severe disrepair. Cords have been pulled out. Electrodes are nailed. Shocks are going off. Tubes and, and diodes and all sorts of weird stuff down at the bottom of the plane. It's all racketed, racketed. But the only sound that you can really hear underneath is the steady hum of a tattoo needle being used. Holy shit, down in the undercarriage of that fuselage, we got a tattoo parlor. What are you getting from turbulence on your scrotum? I am going to get, I mentioned that skateboarder, right? Uh, skating on the plane and getting uh, shouted down off a skateboard by a uh, party poop and flight attendant. No thank you. I'm capturing that moment on my skin when he is free at last, coming onto the plane aisle on a skateboard before he is slapped down by the authority by the man shot of him 
between the seats surfing you know like skating and underneath and riding little uh, cursive skates on a plane little <laughs> pun on snakes on a plane and then underneath that the illest g and god's bright skies kip from turbulence is played by rj knoll peace on this heavenly earth it's all in cursive <laughs> underneath, underneath that image i like what do it. you think it's sweet mm-hmm. took mine so let me see what i'm gonna do rj knoll i think uh, a bit of an actual skateboarder they cast he must have been a skateboarding actor much like jason lee um, not much like jason lee but didn't get it didn't do very much but they they cast him for his skateboarding skills and he's on that skateboard for about three seconds in this movie we need a skateboarder in this movie get me rj knoll by the way you want to talk about El Cucaracha, mm-hmm. the Duracell battery of products. How in the living fuck have skateboards endured so many decades? They're awesome. It's a, it's a thing that people still give a fuck about. Yeah, they're great. You never were much of a skateboarder yourself? I, I hate skateboards. Oh, I love them. I hate the subculture, good. and I hate that there's too many videos of people getting their shit broken on them. I don't need to see that. So mine's similar. I have a, a Ray Liotta made of cheese tattooed and a Lauren Holly made of sauce and a Catherine Hicks made up of crust and they're lying on the wing of the of the plane and it says a plane slice <laughs> and it's 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 also in in cursive you you've 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 made an effigy of Ray Liotte's as a piece of cheese like a gooey pile of mozzarella yeah you got Lauren Holly as a puddle of beautiful sauce and Catherine Hicks is a crunchy crust lined together in harmony on a on the wing of a plane that is a piece of art i got a lot of compliments like is that <laughs> that is a, a bleak turbulence riff i love it <laughs> what uh where would you put this on my shoulder and 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 i actually you want to talk about the scientific work that went into it i actually had them exhume renoir and get him alive to to create the work <laughs> is that how you say his name renoir that's awesome that you did but that. that but I bet you Harrison Ford would call it Renoir. Renoir. Uh, I'm glad he's back. Unfortunately, he's thrilled to be back alive. He's willing to do this art. He doesn't understand, but that's great. And then as soon as he finishes, you get out the gun, and you're like, you're going back now, boy. That's all we needed. <laughs> Not known for that's his portraiture, by the way. Like, you, couldn't, you couldn't exhume me to make a fucking flower, you son of a bitch? No, I want you to do it. <laughs> Perfect Ray Liotta. He's like, who's Ray Liotta? Work! Renra. Um, look, movie's over, credits have rolled below, well, there's a stinger at the end. you got to have a little extra scene at the end of Turbulence. Well, mine is, of course, Terry uh, goes back home with Ben Cross. Like, he you know, puts his coat on her shoulders, like, let me, where are you staying tonight? You know, because she's not, because she does, you know, she's just staying in a hotel. You know, she lives in New York. He's like, why don't you come back to my place? i got plenty of room. Like, no funny business, right? To go in and he's like you want something to eat and she starts to get flirty and he's like look you know hey that's i'm all bored i was i i felt like this connection but over the during this traumatic time and she starts to whistle and sing buffalo girls from it's a wonderful life and you realize because that's what ray liotta was mm-hmm. crazily singing on the plane you realize somehow ray liotta when he died he chuckied himself a la Catherine hicks reference into Lauren Holly's body, you got she is now the serial killer. Oh. What do you think? I like it. I like it. That I like the good. idea of Ben Cross not even allowing her to clean up. It's like I love your gunpowder smelling hand and your blood body. Come over to my house and don't even clean up. Just get He kinda he kinda starts to suspect that this is what happened, some kind of spiritual swap. 
mm-hmm. where Ray Liotta's jumped into Lauren Holly's body, he finds himself kind of into it. I'm on board, says Ben Cross. That's how the, the scene ends. And the movie's called The Unholly. <laughs> what about you? What would your extra scene be? The guy's blowing his girlfriend in the back of the car uh, on the parking deck, and mm-hmm. the plane rips the ceiling off as it's going by, and then it takes that other truck completely clean into the sky with it, right? And he, he looks up incredulously, and she grabs him by the head and pulls him back down. She says, cookies are getting made, and he, is, he has to go back to work. And that plane circles around you know, shortly thereafter, and that plane, you want to talk about kismet mm-hmm. the burning shot remains of the wheel truck land on that couple in the car she makes it he does not he absorbs the entire firing inferno chest burns out look you've been given the budget to have your own sequel to turbulence right money is pounded into the escrow chamber how are you using that hard-earned so mine's going to be like this there's like a group of people like kind of like aa but instead of like alcoholism they're scared to fly they're nervous they're nervous flyers they don't like to fly they're terrified and so the graduation is as a group they all get to they're all supposed to fly on a plane that's how they graduate you know they get past their fears by actually taking a flight somewhere nick unfortunately mm-hmm. guess who else is on that flight a terrorist oh no Mm-hmm. And he starts to create mayhem. Oh, wait, is that the actual sequel to Turbulence? It is. That is what? the actual sequel. Yes. The third oh. one is a glam rocker decides to have a concert aboard a jumbo jet and all hell breaks loose. Is Craig Sheffer in both of those? He's just in the first one. And he does not play the bad guy like I thought. He is the good guy. I thought he plays two different characters in those two movies. Does he play, maybe he plays the bad guy in the third one? I'm not sure. That'd be incredible. That's what I thought uh, in my mind's eye. That's that is always what I thought that he was in both movies for some strange reason. Mm-hmm. I could I could be super wrong. I thought he was a bad guy at, at one point in one of these. So, but I was wrong. He is he is in the third one. So he I bet he plays the bad guy then. That's yep. interesting. We'll we'll have to do all these. So I need to know. I mean, that is what's so amazing. He played two different characters in two subsequent turbulence films. Okay, so mine. Callie Thorne is thrilled she didn't get raped and murdered. Yes. It colors her life moving forward. She'll stub her toe and get. she'll start to curse and like, you know what? I didn't get raped and murdered. You know, she'll get cut off in traffic and, and almost honk her horn and then realize, I did not get raped and murdered. Buys a lottery ticket, hits the super numbers, and decides to turn that money back into good. After reading about the exploits of what happened on that plane, she was mortified that she was tangentially involved in a horrific sequence of events. So she buys a fading airline and refurbs it. She's like, I don't think killers should be allowed on planes with civilians. Airline just for killers. This plane is exclusive for crime people. You go sure, to jail, sure. you're a murderer, flown by villains, flight attendants are all villains. She gets all those assholes in a plane where no humans that are, are good people are concerned. And it's what a generous act by Callie Thorne. That is nice. I, I, you know, I wondered about that. Look, yeah, you're in the movie. You're, in, you're inserted into the running time of turbulence. What shape does your performance take? I'm the plane. I have a rudimentary AI system. I start to develop feelings, and I start to develop hatred for Ray Liotta with a passion. I hate that he's gremlining on my plane, pulling my guts apart. I hate that he's hurting my passengers. Mm-hmm. I just am so angry. I hate that he's, like, killed. The pilots are dead. Those, those, mm-hmm. those are my brothers. Those are my people that, have, that, have, that knew me the best. Right. I'm so fucking angry, but I... 
I'm just rudimentary. I can't do anything about it other than just kind of watch it all unfold and just kind of like every once in a while you just hear like a little metallic sigh, you know, depressed sigh come out. That's the that's the one thing I can kind of do. What do you think? I think it's great because I'm listening to you say all this shit and I got a warm glow about me listening to it because I'm thinking about your sentient plane having all these neat thoughts with Brennan Gleason's piss rolling around in you. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm just really... I'm just a sad little, like, just watching, like, a spectator, like, an audience member, in a way, you know? So I'm kind of a prick. I mentioned Hector Elizondo's dumb flat cap, scully hat, or whatever they call it. Ridiculous mm-hmm. thing that men put on their heads. You don't like it, huh? I think it's so stupid. What are you, what are you, fucking delivering news in the 20s, you piece of crane? So I own a haberdashery, and that's where True. Elizondo exclusively gets his hats. And what I do I think is... It's pronounced, I, got, I think it's pronounced haberdashery. Is what, okay. you're, what you're talking about. Okay. And I, I have a secret motive. I want to tag all the douches. I want to put, I want to save people time. Right. I want to put, I want to sell hats to the douche so that when you're walking around getting coffee, moving around the streets, you know, if they're donning one of my hat, look, there's a douche on the street. Going to give him my time, you know? Sure. Save you all sorts of trouble wondering if somebody's a huge pile of shit doing God's work. Because Hector Elizondo is a slimy shithole. Got that hat on there. So that no, no, nobody's going to get fooled. Why do you hate Hector Elizondo? He seems like the nicest guy. He just seems like a wannabe. Like he doesn't, he's not. He's, he's had sucks. a long career. So did Hitler. Not too long, actually. How old was Hitler got? When, he, when he died? Uh, unfortunately, not. He's, by the way, Mizumans, he sucks. But why you, why you bring up immediately, I talk about Hector Elizondo, you go to Hitler. Are you looking at Hitler's age at the time of his death? He's in his 40s. I'm looking at uh, Hector Elizondo's Wikipedia page. I'm not going to Hitler. What's he doing? Is he still out there? You are one degree of separation from Hitler right now. Hitler Elizondo. <laughs> I just is. I just felt like he was every he made every decision he made was the safe decision. Get out of here. In every That's performance. Such a weird thing. He, he, look, he just got hired when he could get hired. What are well, you talking about? Well, when we do about? our Leviathan, ep- Leviathan episode, I'll get in there. Mm. I'll get knee deep in it. I had a wildly successful career. Probably the nicest guy you ever meet. Well, my character sold him that fucking hat. Right, let's move on from this. It's, this is too much hatred. Like, you hear my plane sigh at it, you know? Don't make fun of my boy. Greylock? Who? Greylock. Who's that? It's my haberdashery owner. Raylock? Greylock Pincush, yeah, senior. Do you know Hector Elizondo's name in this? His first no. name? Do you? Aldo. Oh, yeah. Look, man, you've been given the finance to have your own business associated with uh, mm-hmm. turbulence. How are you spending that hard-earned, man? Where is Aldo uh, books? There's a whole series of books about him. Just where is Aldo? Little Hector Alzando and the crowd of people. You got to find him. Making a, a a safe decision on a project in every turn. That's what he. That's where you could find him. No, there's. You can always find him because there's a big cartoon dialogue bubble that comes out. that says, "Sure, I planted the evidence." Anyway, yeah, go he, ahead. He, he gives that information away right away. He by does. The way. Yeah, he does. I did a play on words. With the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a pretty badass idea. My store is in every mall, mm-hmm. every strip mall. It's got a picture of the, the poster of the movie, the plane kind of coming at you with the electricity. And it's called Turbo Lent. And basically what you do is you, you come into my building and you abstain from shit for about an hour. Like all sorts of cool shit, you abstain from it for about an hour in there. Just an hour? Can buy oh. time? Yeah, yeah it's, no, it's Turbo. And then and we'll show you a video about wolves. Well, project it onto the wall. Something to keep you huh. occupied. And then you could leave and you go about your business, you know, go about your business not inconveniencing everybody else around you with your dumb ritual. Oh, gosh. Okay. 
That's yeah. not a bad idea. Turbo Lent. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah so look, Zoom I mean, like you're, you're out. You can go have a brew with your buddies and not play the fucking game. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I can't have that beer with you right now. But now all of a sudden, they're the first one cracking the can because they went through mm-hmm. Turbo Lent. Yeah. Sure. It's not a bad idea. Mine a is idea. a similar idea. Our, my service, my business decorates the planes for the holidays. We'll come in there. Any plan you hire us, Christmas, sure we do. We do it, but we also we also do the like you're saying. We we'll do Easter. You know, we we'll do some that we hide eggs in your plane, dress the seats up like bunnies. You know, what I'm saying put Easter grass on the floor everywhere. I don't. You know, what other? You know, what I'm saying we we'll do all the holidays. Halloween, mm-hmm. right? Got a haunted plane. You know, one of those put a corn maze in your plane. We'll do all sorts. Of, we'll we'll do it. Anything you want, we'll decorate that plane. I like it. Thank you. That's it. That's my business idea. And where's all the books? You got two ideas. Both equally great. <laughs> Look, you've got to incorporate something from turbulence into your everyday life. A mantra, a sure. ritual of some sort. Oh, yeah. How would you do it? What would you do? Talk this movie up. That's what I plan on talking about this movie to people. I'm going to be known as the turbulence guy. <laughs> Man, he really likes those turbulence movies. I guess I got to see him someday. He keeps saying how great they are. I'm the turbulence guy. Right. What do you think? I think it's a bold choice. Brave. So you're, you are definitely brave, the opposite right? of cowardly. Yeah. Yep. For sure. I'm similar. I uh, whenever I'm about to pee or poop, I take a deep breath, go through my self defense checklist. Because this movie taught me to always be on my guard in a toilet. You never know when somebody's going to stab you with a soap gun. You know. So I'm just, I've got my shit on a swivel whenever I'm taking a wicked dump. It's pretty good. It's actually legit. That's a legit thing that has really affected my I, life. I didn't realize I had one more thing to worry about on the plane. You get nervous that it might crash. Also, you got to worry about getting stabbed by a soap dispenser. There's two things now you got to yeah. panic about, right? And lastly, you're on an island, man. You've been there all these years gathering debris from various films. And now it's time to take something from Turbulence, man. You're, you're close enough within earshot to hear my island from time to time. And every morning, like the rooster crowing, you hear the catchphrase, Screamed out into the sea and beyond. You know the catchphrase, right? Mm Mm-mm. Sun's catching the captain! Screamed by by me. Sun's catching the captain! Because on the eastern... Me. On the easternmost point of the island, I have hung the body of the captain of the plane. First thing the sunlight catches on its way in. Yeah, sure. like a beacon, like a beacon. He's my captain now. Gruff and stiff and American looking. Sure. Stick him up near the east end, man. Sun hits him first. And then I scream my catchphrase and everybody starts to go about their business. It becomes like an ant colony. Everybody starts doing their chores because Sun caught the captain. Everybody's up. It's like the alarm bell, right? The dinner bell. Everybody's like, Sun caught the captain. Start moving around. It's time to get off our ass. We can't be sleeping because Sun caught the captain. The air's fresher. Everybody's kind of diligent it's like the colony is at play mm-hmm. i'll roll off whatever thing i'm on and i will uh, you know rock a sleeping person like whatever i'm doing kicking it overdrive because the sun caught the captain and i'm out there moving around oh, quick i, I for know? one i'm glad you found a use for that piece of shit after he died <laughs> that flying piece of shit <laughs> fuck that guy i'm gonna take the drink cart that upends, that rocks very violently into Ray Liotta and hurts him. The nice. drink cart. Because, you know, there's a bunch of apple juice on there. The drink cart's a wondrous thing, right? Like, there's always, like, all sorts of goodies in the drink cart. And it's cart. such a unique mm-hmm. unit. 
It's got such a little drawer, hidden compartment. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, it's like never know what you're going to get in there. You know, they find a way to not only create delicacies but also dispose of them in that same device. That's right. Yeah, take the drink cart. Kind of reminded me a little bit the, cra- uh, the heart- power droid. Yeah, I get you. No, like oh. whenever Ray Liotta gets turbulenced by the drink cart, remind me of the hot dog cart from Sleepers. Oh, don't get me excited. Do you know what I'm saying? We've had a couple movies now where a cart causes havoc, you right. know, and hurts somebody. You're right. Tango and Cash, Kurt causes havoc in that, and then I think in Season's Womb he caused some havoc. And I hear that son's son caught the captain. Well, then I get that's when that gets my cue. I go straight to the cart, start putting uh, start putting seashells in there because you know I, I, after a while there's no they can't resupply, right? Right. See, but so I got you rattling made around huge, seashells in my. You made the huge cart. mistake of not having items respawn. That's a huge mistake you've made. Can, could I have? Absolutely. I have. I remember, I have a rocket launcher that respawns on my island. So damn it, I missed my opportunity. Could have been a. That's the thing, though. It does one thing. It does is just always is hitting me. I did <laughs> take that. I did Every time I'm walking around, it just comes out of nowhere and and knocks me down. Yeah, it's a problem. you know. And then I it shows that, me it's got nothing but seashells in it, and I'm like, God damn it, you know. I kind of wish Michael Jai White would respawn. Despite appearances, our pact is pure 
You hold the power in our game It's all a mask for the way I feel And I'll ride that mask until you care So find a 